I'm Laura Austin. Dating and getting married was quite a journey for me, and now I can't seem to stop talking about it. So here we are on a podcast. Welcome. Hello. I hope you are having a lovely day today. I am here in my house. It's Sunday afternoon. It's been rainy today, and it's still cloudy outside. And that is kind of my dreamiest time. And it's almost Christmas. I'm going to a Christmas concert later at my church, which is like my favorite event at church all year. It's a good day, y'all. So I also thought I would record a podcast. (laughs) And today I thought it would be helpful to tell you a little bit about me, share some of my dating story um, in case we don't know each other in real life or if you're just finding me here on the podcast. I thought you might like to know a little bit about me before we kind of jump into some other episodes in the future. So I'm going to start with some fast facts for you and then tell some of my dating story, tell you a little bit about my name and the name of my blog and Instagram and stuff, and then how I've landed here with a podcast. So fast facts. My name's Laura Austin. I'm 43 years old. I just had a birthday a couple weeks ago, and I'm feeling good about 43, which I'm praising the Lord for. It didn't, it felt like a, you know, it was one of those birthdays where I was like, wasn't I already 43? <laughs> like, oh no, I'm not. This 42, now we're 43. Okay. And I feel good, which I'm praising the Lord for, trying to embrace every year as a gift from Him and figure out how to dress and take care of my skin, you know, things like that that are fun about getting older. But all in all, feeling good about where I'm at. (laughs) Um, I live in Southern California with my husband, Travis. We have been married for 10 years, and I will get more more into how we met in a few minutes. Um, But I love being married. I love being married to Travis Austin in particular. He is the best husband and my best friend. And still, I pinch myself that I get to do life with him and consider it such a huge gift. Um, yeah, I find that I both see God's grace in like bringing us together and what a great team we are and how we just work really well together and do life well together. And there's still major moments where I'm like, I can't believe he picked me. Like, I'm just so honored to be his wife. So anyway, I really love him and we'll tell you more about him. But I thought it would be helpful for you to know that a woman who's talking about dating on a podcast um, does really enjoy being married. (laughs) So that's a good thing with all of the hard work that goes into it. But it's really a rewarding, good growth and work that you put in. And the Lord has produced really beautiful fruit in our lives through it. So grateful to be married to Trav. Most people call him Trav. So you'll hear me call him that. And he'll probably be on the podcast at some point. So he's the producer of this whole deal. And um, he's an entrepreneur in the tech world. He's always coming up with new ideas. I am never bored. (laughs) I never expected to end up with like a business owner. I I was in my parents are both in education. I was around a lot of like academic people at my church. And here I am with a small business owner. And I love the life that we have together. So anyway, Little Pete, I'll t- tell more about him, I'm sure, as we go along. But so Trav is my husband, and then we have three kids. So Savannah is eight. We call her Savvy most of the time. And then Cade is six, and Wes, Wesley, is two. So they are my delight. I still, again, cannot believe that I get to be a mom and have these three wonderful kids. Um, they bring me so much joy and are just, I really like them. So, <laughs> which is a good thing. It's actually kind of one of my, 
indicators of like parenting goals I need to set is if I'm having moments where I don't like certain things or interactions we're having, I'm like, oh, we need to work on that because <laughs> I want to enjoy having you around. So anyway, I really do. They're, they're like a delight to me. Um, and I actually homeschool them. So that has been an endeavor. This is just our third year of that. Savannah was in kindergarten when COVID started. And so we very quickly realized homeschooling was the best route for us and we've loved it. So it really, you know, kind of COVID was the catalyst to that and yet choosing um, just really loving this life that we get to build and to seek truth and beauty and goodness and help our kids learn about that and find those things is a real delight for us. So we're enjoying that, though it is very uh, busy. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, and then I'm, uh, you know, home with the kids. I love home homemaking, thinking through like, what, it, what does it mean to build a home, to, to build culture through the home that we build and to invite others into that, to be a safe landing spot for people. Um, so I'm like, oh, you want to talk about how you get your laundry done or how you meal plan or that the curtains that you need or the paint color you're going to change your living room to? I'm like, I'm listening. Let's chat. I love all of it. <laughs> um, and then through the reason, you know, like how I ended up getting married, which I will share in just a minute, I ended up kind of, well, I'll get into it, but basically I have a side gig now of being a dating coach. So um, that looks like I have a few one-on-one -on -one clients. I talk to a lot of people just at my church or in real life that I get to know. It tends, the topic tends to come up at some point if I'm talking to someone who's single. Um, and then I also have an Instagram account that I've used for quite a while. So Anyhow, that's kind of my some fast facts about me. Um, and I'm sure I'll share more of myself as time goes on. But I did want to share kind of how I started dating, started proactively dating is what I would say, and then got married. Um, basically, I, I had a very full life in my 20s. I had gone to Biola in Southern California and uh, then became a teacher. So I taught fourth and fifth grade at a public school near Biola. I kind of landed. My parents live an hour from Biola. I kind of just stayed in Southern California. And so I was teaching. I was helping at church with both women's ministry, the women's retreat. I was speaking and teaching Bible study at different things. Um, I helped with youth groups. I was a core group leader. I was involved in a lot of, I had a full life. I loved having roommates. I love building a home with roommates, inviting people over, hosting, all that sort of stuff. And so I had a very full life, except I was not dating at all. And I really wanted to be a wife and mother someday. And so a friend of mine from work heard about Dr. Henry Cloud's book called How to Get a Date Worth Keeping. She heard about that book on the radio and bought me a copy and gave it to me one year. I was 28 at the time. And I read it. I'd heard of it before, but some friends of mine in my small group would talk about it. But I was like, oh, well, I don't get asked out. So I don't really need to worry about that book because that's for people that date. And I don't get asked out. So I don't date. So I don't need to read that book. Well, it turns out I did need to read that book. So she, when she like just gave it to me and now it's like at my house, I read it very quickly and realized, oh my goodness, this is an area of my life that I really, I could grow so much in. And I have so many questions. It really opened up a whole new area for me to think about and to examine why I thought certain things the way I did. So um, read that book, then started reading all the books and all the articles on what do we think about 
dating as a Christian? And what do we think God's role is? What is our role? All the things. And I started talking to lots of people about it. Roommates, friends, I would just bring it up. (laughs) I started talking to people at church about it to try to get some conversations going in my local church community. And it just became my new favorite topic. (laughs) So um, that led to me basically following Dr. Cloud's program in his book. I highly recommend his book. It's the like I still pick it up now. And some of the references, you know, it's like a, I think it was written in the early 2000s. So some of the references are are, are dated, pardon the pun, um, but they are still like the basic principles are really helpful. And his program that you just follow his steps, I mean, they changed my life. So I highly recommend the book <laughs> is what I can say. And maybe you've read it before and you didn't get much from it, or maybe it made you angry. It kind of made me angry the first time I read it. But try it again or, you know, give it a go. Books hit us differently at different seasons. So anyway, highly recommend. Um, So I basically read that book, started working through the program and he just has you start meeting new people and really paying attention. He has you and we're going to talk. You're going to kind of find that a lot of the things I talk about come from Dr. Cloud's advice. So sometimes I'm like, well, what's the point of me talking about this? Like it's already been said. And I'm like, well, there's, it's a good, good to hear from different perspectives, right? So I'm basically taking Dr. Cloud's advice and he's a a well-known psychologist, very highly trained years of experience. So you get that angle from him. I am the angle of a girl that read his book, followed his advice, put it into practice, and now has seen it play out well in a lot of other people's lives. So Anyhow, I try to (laughs) kind of go with that, but I basically got to where I was trying to meet a lot of people, trying to, oh, this is what I was going to say. He advocates making external changes. So looking at your life, like, why am I not dating? Was it, you know, just kind of understand that and then figure out like, why am I, am I meeting a lot of people? Am I not? Why is that? So those are external changes, like starting to change, like do some things where you might meet new people or try that class or go to that activity or whatever. But then he also has you internally reflect on how those activities are going. So as I internally reflected, I realized I was really lovely and my like fun, loving self with lots of different people. But as far as dating went, I kind of shut down and got very shy I thought it wasn't spiritual and good to flirt. And so like I had this strange view of flirting. We'll talk about that. Um, I, and I, so if I liked a guy or found him interesting, I didn't give him any clues that I liked him. I just had secret crushes for years and years, (laughs) which meant I didn't get asked out. Like I was not giving men the clue that like, Hey, I'll say yes, if you ask kind of thing. So anyway, I, yeah, kind of had a huge learning curve basically over the next few years and was trying all these different things, had a lot of highs, a lot of lows, but generally saw a lot of progress happening. I hit a big speed bump when I turned 30 and felt, you know, really my spiritual um, things I need to work through with the Lord really kind of hit the fan when I turned 30 because I I think I had felt like, okay, Lord, I've been doing my part now for two years. It's your turn to come in with your part and provide the boyfriend who becomes the husband by the time I'm 30, right? Like, come on, you know, like that was this expectation in my mind that I maybe didn't verbalize, but it was there. So I turned 30 and I was really, I just went numb, was not able to reflect on my 20s at all. And I had an amazing, my 20s were amazing. 
I got to travel a ton. I had an amazing career, so many dear friends, like so many good things. And I just did not want to give thanks for those things. I didn't want to look back at pictures. I didn't want to look at my journals. Like I didn't want to reflect at all because I hadn't gotten the one thing I really wanted. So I knew it was time to kind of get some outside help. So I did go to therapy when I was 30. And that was so helpful. She really helped me learn to grieve the um, the loss of that very normal dream to get married by the time you're 30. That's super normal. (laughs) And to want to even be a mother by the time you're 30, also very normal. So to put words to that was so helpful. And it was just a really cool process. So went to therapy. Well, that year when I turned 30, another, another interesting thing also happened. My roommate at the time, Carissa, she met a guy on eHarmony named Travis Austin. And she showed me his profile. She's like, look, he's so normal and he's cute and tall. Like I, this he seems like a good guy. And I looked at it with her and was like, oh, I'm so excited for you. Like, you know, we all know there's very few normal profiles to all the crazies, right? So she starts messaging with him, realizes they have mutual friends. Things were taking forever. And so I contacted the mutual friends and said, hey, would you set up a dinner party so that Carissa and Travis could meet? Well, lo and behold, I end up going to this party also. Turns out I was the fifth wheel that no one else, like a couple other mutual friends were going to come. That didn't happen. So it turned out to be this couple that we all knew, Travis and Carissa and me. (laughs) And we met. And the first night that I met Travis, you know, he's there to meet Carissa. And I'm like, oh, he's cool. Shoot. (laughs) He's here to meet my friend. What do I do? And through just a series of different things, they went out once and nothing really came from it after that. Um, And just in case you're worried about her, she met her future husband later that month through me. So like we kind of helped each other out. (laughs) So everything worked out for her. So it wasn't like I left her hanging, but they went out once, nothing came from it. Months later, he still kept coming to mind. And so I decided to send him a message and just sent him a Facebook message, kind of asked him out, but not really. I kind of said, hey, if you ever want to get together and grab coffee, let me know. It'd be fun to chat. Basically what I said. And there's more details of all this on my blog, heymrsaustin.com. I've written there were like five or six posts where I wrote through the whole story if you really want a lot more detail. So check that out there. If heymrsaustin.com, if you want to read more about it. Oh, slash about. heymrsaustin.com slash about um, is you'll find all of them linked in a row. Okay. So a few months later, so I met him like in September, thought he was cute, tried to not think about him all the time because he was going out with my friend. Then once that was over, I just had no way to talk to him. So I was trying to just do other meet other people. But then by March of the following year, so like six months later, he still kept coming to mind. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm just going to message this guy. So I sent him a message. He responded positively. Cool. He was like, hey, nice to hear from you. We should totally get together. Didn't throw out an actual time to date, to go on a date. Sorry. So he was just, I was like, okay, he's like buying some time. Okay. Okay. He kind of said he like work was crazy. Then he traveled a lot for work at the time. I was like, okay. Well, then after a few messages, then I just stopped hearing from him. And I was like, at that point, realized, you know, I like threw that out there. The ball is in his court. I'm a great date. He should want to take me out. So his loss, we're going to move on to someone else because he sounds like he's interested, but he's not interested enough to like make a move really. So I just kind of decided to move on. And it felt like, okay, I tried door closed. I can now 
like put that to rest. So as it turned out, though, he wasn't actually done. He was just a slow mover, <laughs> as it turned out. So I was moving on to like another setup a friend had suggested. I was still doing online dating. And so that was March. And then June, some friends invite me to go to on a cabin trip. And these were other mutual friends that also knew Travis. And there's debate about whether they were trying to set us up or help things along or what have you. But remember, I had moved on in my mind. So then when I found out he was going, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I saw him. Anyway, I saw him at one event right before that. And it was we had a really nice time talking. And I was like, huh, okay, well, we're just going to have to see how this cabin trip goes. Because I thought this ship had sailed and he wasn't interested. But well, we shall just have to see. So we go on the cabin trip, have an amazing time. I decided to flirt and actually show him I was interested. And by flirting, I mean, I like if I wanted to talk to him, I talked to him. And there was one time where we're all sitting in the living room, like everyone was sitting in the living room. I walked into the living room and there was an open spot next to Travis on the couch and an open spot on the other couch. And I went and sat on the couch next to Travis. Whoa, I know. <laughs> so just in case flirt, the word flirting is making you nervous. I'm not talking about like going crazy. Like I would always think of the other extreme. That's not what I meant. I meant just having the courage to show a guy, oh, I want to sit next to you. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. So anyway, we had so much fun on that weekend. He asked me out the day after we got back and we went on a date and seven months later we got engaged. <laughs> So there's obviously more in there and those stories will come out as the podcast continues. But it was a slow start, both for me personally, then even once Travis was there on scene. But then once we started dating, it was very quick. So seven months of dating and then a three month engagement. And we were married on June 2nd, 2012. So we just this last June we celebrated our 10 year anniversary, which is so fun. So anyway, <laughs> that's how we met in a nutshell, because my old roommate got matched with him on eHarmony, which is why everyone should be working on the dating thing. It's a group project and there might be ways you help each other out is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> anyhow, there's lots of ways that I saw, like even as I was learning what my role in the whole process was, now that I look back, it's so clearly the Lord working all of that out for good and for the good of Travis, the good of me, lots of lessons we were both learning, like so much was happening, right? And the Lord was the one helping me through his spirit, like helping me be brave, helping me have be, have wisdom and be wise, helping me figure out what I wanted. Like it was the Lord working through my actions. And so that's really what I see proactive dating as is figuring out like, okay, Lord, what would be wise? What would be a good next thing to do? So but that's a lot about, that, that's a lot of the, the theme of what I will be talking about here on this podcast. Um, now, because just the nature of how Trav and I started dating and then the fact that I was a teacher, I was, yeah, I think I already told you that I was a teacher. So I love when I'm learning something I want, and I, I verbally process. So I just end up sharing it with people. So because of the kind of like cool stuff that God did through my dating life, um, I ended up talking to a lot of people about it. And then within the first year or so, I started writing my story down. I'd been blogging for a while, but it was very, it was just a hobby sort of blog. 
Um, it was called A Day's March Nearer Home. Have you been here since those days? <laughs> Hello, dear friends. Hi, mom and dad. They've been here since those days. Um, so I'd been blogging here and there, mostly like fun stories about my students and things I was learning, what have you. Um, so I started writing my dating story on that blog and people really liked hearing about it. And then, so I continued, it took me forever because I also, just a year after we got married, I got pregnant with our daughter. So I had stopped teaching at that point and was trying to write when I could to get the story written out. And then at some point I decided to rebrand and change from that old blog name to a new blog. And I know everyone like writers, I thought I was going to be, I am still a writer, but I was a lot of people use their name for their website. Well, I'm weird. I don't like Laura Austin written out next to each other because it Laura ends with an A and Austin starts with an A. <laughs> so I was like, well, I don't want LauraAustin.com. So what's something I could do with Austin? Well, because I was a teacher, I taught for a year once I was like one more year after I got married. And then I had a, I taught a, a co-op. So I my students called me Mrs. Austin. So that was a common name for me to be called. And then I just came up with the hey, hey, Mrs. Austin. So I ended up rebranding to Hey, Mrs. Austin. And of course, it's adorable because when I got married, I became Mrs. Austin. And I love Jane Austen. Like, don't even get me started. We can get into all that another time. But, you know, she spells it with an E. We spell it the American version with an I. <laughs> but um, still, it was like such a fun thing that I became Mrs. Austin. And so it just felt sweet to even it was like a tie from my teaching days of being Mrs. Austin, a nod to the Jane Austen talking about dating and getting married and things. So here we are. Hey, Mrs. Austin. Um, I realized that along the way, as I was like, would chat with people about dating, it's like I started, it was just talking with friends. And then a friend of a friend would contact me. And then by the time I was, I had a like grabbed coffee with, it's like that friend of a friend told her friend. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I think this might be a business or something I could like start like people outside of my circles would like to chat about this. So that was when I started to think through like, what is it that I'm offering? And really what I'm trying to offer is just helpful dating advice in a way that's accessible to a lot of different, um, a, a lot of different women, you know, <laughs> um, and really wanting to start a conversation because I don't think there's one way to go about this. There are a lot of different wise ways to get married and there are a lot of unwise ways. So that's what we're wanting to grow in discernment. And I think that happens through studying the Bible, through prayer, through talking with wise people. And so my hope is to start conversations that this podcast would be something that you listen to and then you chat with your friend about it or send it to a friend and you're like, what do you think about what this woman's saying? Like, do you agree with her? Do you not? Um, so that is my desire is that you would be able to share this and get, really just kind of figure out like, is this what we agree? Do I agree with this? Do I not? Whatever. Um, so anyhow, I basically went from having a blog, writing my story there, then realized Instagram was kind of where my like ideal reader was. So started an Instagram account at Hey Mrs. Austin and was super active there for a while. And then over the last couple of years, both, I kind of got afraid of the internet there with 2020 situation. Like I was kind of like, whoa, what's happening? And I just honestly got really busy when I had my third baby. I had my third baby, Wesley was born in June of 2020 and we started homeschooling. So it was like all the things, the world went mad and 
I had another baby and we started homeschooling. So things all kind of on the internet anyway, kind of paused. And I was still working with one-on-one clients, but had to put my online presence on the side. And so as I've been wanting to relaunch, the real big question was, should I write a book? I have a book outline. I'm like, this is a book. What? No, but now the question is, when is the best time to write it? So right now, I don't think it's now. <laughs> so I think that I talk a lot faster than I type. And I over edit myself when I'm trying to write or type. And so I don't edit myself as much when I'm talking. Maybe you can already notice that. <laughs> but even right now, I'm a little bit like, oh, I don't love how I said a couple things in this recording. And I'm like, but it's done. I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to throw it out there and hope that the helpful things help people and that the things that sound funny or are confusing, that they'll just move past it, you know, or you'll send me a question and we can clarify. Like, I'm not looking at it on a screen, like over editing it. So I'm going to be able to get it out there sooner. And that's my hope. I want really my desire is to help you get married. I want to see more people, men and women that want to be married, help you get married. Like it, this is my lane. (laughs) This is my way to bring light into the world to say, Hey, let's look at your situation. Let's think through what's something you could tweak. What's something you could do. I don't think you're doing everything wrong. It's not that we're like needing to rehaul your whole life. It's just, what if we made getting married a little bit of your own personal experiment, tried to tweak a few things, tried something new. If that doesn't work, let's try this try something else. Like, let's just keep moving forward. Cause I have a deep hope and belief that there are lots of great people out there and you could totally find someone to get married to (laughs) with wisdom, someone that you would be excited about that you would be blessed by, and you will be able to bless them. And that to show the world just a beautiful picture of what the gospel is through a wonderful, healthy marriage. So anyway, I have high goals. Now I say all that, I can't actually control or like guarantee that you will get married. That's, you know, because that involves so many factors and I don't actually know you or maybe I do, but it's not my job to make marriage happen for you. That's not what I'm saying, but I can't guarantee it. But what I can almost hundred percent guarantee is that you will feel unstuck and hopeful about your life and about getting married. I just think that being realizing and kind of taking some fierce responsibility for this part of your life produces a beautiful fruit of hopefulness. And that is really my bigger desire, even beyond wanting people to get married that want to get married. um, I want you to feel hopeful about this part of your life. Even if there is grief, if prolonged singleness continues to be a part of your story, Um, I want you to be able to see that and trust that God is good, even if he has said no to a deep heart request of yours. So anyway, I have lots of desires for this, but there's some of my, my big ones. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just excited for this journey. I'm glad that you're here. I hope getting to know me a little bit is helpful as we move forward. And I look forward to hearing what you think about some of the things I share. Um, so I like, I'm already, I have so many ideas. I like, can't keep track of all my ideas I get having for episodes. So anyway, just want to tell you a little bit about me and my dating story. Um, and again, if you want to hear more details, I know I chatted her for her like half an hour, but <laughs> if you really like the play by play and want to read about it, um, my store, my dating story is written out at heymrsaustin.com slash about. So anyhow, hope you're well friends and I will talk to you next time.